Boys, are you ready? Yeah. Yes. All right. Bedtime Story Adventure 2018. Urban Fantasy-ish. Chapter 14. On the way to the museum, they talked through Eleanor's news about the rat in the gallery. Jenny was wondering what the rat could have possibly been doing with the computer. James was more interested in the gallery. If she's right and it came from the gallery's bathroom, he said while hopping over a line of rubbish bags, that means there's a way in from the Wellsbourne caverns. I think I know where the gallery is, Jenny said, next to the I-360 and built into some old Victorian arches right by the West Pier. It might be the perfect place for us to find out what the rats are doing, James said. When they walked into the museum, the man behind the counter in the gift shop looked at them suspiciously. Oh no, he said to James, not you again. You can't come in. This is a museum, not a playground. Out. But I just want to do some homework, James said, about butterflies. Not today, the man said. Try coming back tomorrow and asking nicely. I might be in a better mood. James went to protest again, but Jenny stopped him. Careful, she whispered. You might get us all thrown out. You could check out the gallery on the beach, then meet us back here afterwards. Should I go too? Hugo whispered loudly. No, James said quickly. The priority is Elf and the box. You stay. He took a small metal torch out of his bag and gave it to Jenny. I was thinking about the big badger last night, he said. Might be useful to see if it's got anything in its mouth. Thanks, Jenny said. James turned and left. Jenny and Hugo went straight through to the butterfly room. Elf was already there, sitting at a desk waiting for them. Hi, she said. Where's James? He wasn't allowed in, Jenny said, sitting down next to Elf. He'll meet later. There's still some people in here, Elf said. We need to wait for a better time to get a good look at it. Can I have another look at the little box? Hugo asked. Elf took it out and slid it across the desk to him. He got out a little jeweler's magnifying lens from his pocket and started carefully inspecting the box. Did the priestess say anything useful? Jenny asked. Not really. I asked about Titan and what we need to look for. She said she never met him. He was dead before she was born. And the triple M key disappeared when he died. Jenny sighed. Even if they did manage to get a good look at the bear or badger, what good would it do them? She also said that the wolf had been to visit her with Rask. They asked how it could be that James was alive. What did she say? She said she didn't know. But she warned me that Gera Ulf, I mean Gralf, and Rask are not very happy with James. Jenny smiled. They went through the plan to unlock the big badger. They would need to distract the shopkeeper, steal the key from the wall box behind the counter, and then keep the shopkeeper distracted until they finished the search. Why do I have to be the one that distracts him? Hugo whispered. Because you know more about the stuff in this place than us, Jenny said, and because you're nice and loud, which should help conceal any noise we might make. There were still two old people walking slowly around the museum, Jenny and Elf went to check out the bear while Hugo kept examining the box. The more I look at it, the more it looks like a giant badger, Jenny said. Can't believe that no one's noticed before. But when you think badger, you think black and white, not brown, Elf said. 
The old people finally finished with the skeletons and walked past Jenny and Elf toward the gift shop. It was time. They fetched Hugo. Find anything? Elf asked, taking the box back from the tall boy. Yes and no, he whispered. There's a couple of joins that are slightly bigger than the others. I suspect that the panel can slide, but I can't get it to budge. He showed Elf which side he thought would move. Elf tried it, and it didn't move. No more whispering now, Hugo, Jenny said. Get him over to the semi-precious stones and fossils, and keep him talking as long as you can. The girls waited near the entrance to the Victorian parlour, while Hugo went through to the shop. They listened and waited. Excuse me, Hugo said. I'm looking for an agate slice. For a present. Do you have any? Agate slices? Yeah, over there, came the reply. There was a pause. Here, you say? Yeah, there should be a box of them, next to the amethyst. Nope, can't find them. Could you come and show me? Another pause. Jenny leaned round the corner and saw the shopkeeper slowly walking over to where Hugo was standing. He pointed at a box right next to Hugo. Agate, he said, turning to go back to the counter. Hugo caught Jenny's eye and looked blank. She urged him on with hers. Did you say you had some trilobites too? Hugo asked. The man kept walking back and didn't turn round. Next to the iron pyrites. Oh yes, I see them, Hugo said. I do like trilobites. Would you mind if I look through them to find a really good specimen? Please yourself. Hugo proceeded to sit on the floor and start digging through the box of small dark fossils. Jenny watched for a minute and then turned back to Elf. What's he doing? she asked. Looking through fossils, Jenny said, I think he's given up. Oh good, Elf said. It's time for plan B. What's plan B? Jenny asked. Elf didn't say anything. She walked right past Jenny, into the shop, right over to where Hugo was sitting, picked up a box of malachite, and tipped it over Hugo. Hey! he shouted. Oh, I'm sorry, she said. I didn't see you there, on the floor. What's going on? the shopkeeper got up angrily. No messing around. It wasn't my fault, Hugo's voice boomed. I was just looking for a decent trilobite. Jenny didn't wait. She nipped behind the counter, opened the wall box, and grabbed a bunch of keys. The shopkeeper was bending down, picking up the malachite. Hugo was complaining that the trilobites were a bit small. Elf left them and joined Jenny. They quickly tried every key on the bunch. None of them worked. None of them were even nearly big enough to fit the lock properly. Jenny took the keys back. The shopkeeper was still tidying up. Elf went to help him pick up the last pieces of malachite. Jenny returned a bunch of keys to the box on the wall. Right the man said, putting the box back on the shelf. I've had enough for one day. Time to leave. What? Elf said. But there's twenty minutes left. What? Hugo said. I haven't found a good trilobite yet. What? Jenny said. About five more minutes to finish our homework. You've got as long as it takes me to do my final check round, the man said, which is about three minutes. Hugo furiously picked through the tiny fossils, looking for a good one. I think I have a plan, Jenny said. I can ask my granddad about the lock. He used to be a locksmith and has helped before. I guess we have to come back tomorrow, Elf said, disappointment in her voice. You coming, Hugo? One more minute, he said. I'm sure there's a good one in here somewhere. See you outside. The two girls left him on the floor and went to the door. Jenny went out and froze. 
holding Elf inside with her hand. Parked on the busy road, right outside the museum, was a big black car. It was Grouth. Quick, Jenny whispered. Go back. She let the door bang shut and crept back inside with Elf, across the entrance hall to the toilet. The light was on, and Jenny turned it off and pushed the door almost closed. What is it? Elf whispered. It's Grouth, Jenny said, outside. This is terrible, Elf said. If we are lucky, Zen will turn up. He is tracking the car. I didn't see any rats, Jenny said. Let's wait here. A minute later, they heard the shopkeeper come back from his checks. Time's up, he said. Where's your friends? They left, Hugo's voice boomed. Can't I have one more minute? No, not if you ever want to come back here again. Out. Oh no, Jenny whispered. I forgot about Hugo. We can't let Grouth catch him. We can't do anything or we'll all be in trouble. Big trouble, Elf said quietly. But I think Hugo's okay. Grouth doesn't know who he is. Elf was right, but Jenny still worried about Hugo. From the crack in the door, they watched him leave, unwittingly heading straight out to where Grouth and Rask were waiting. The shopkeeper followed, giving one last cursory glance round the museum before turning off the lights and leaving through the door. A moment later, they heard the click from the door as it was locked. The two girls were alone in the dark museum. What do we do now? Jenny asked. There was a bit of light in the little bathroom, coming in through a high window that faced the road. Jenny put the seat down on the toilet and got up onto it to look out. The black car was still waiting on the road. She wondered how long Grouth would stay there. At least we have more time to try and get into the cabinet, Elf said. And worst case scenario, we have to wait till the morning to get out. At least in here we're safe. Jenny took James's torch out of her pocket, turned it on, and they went through the gift shop. Elf was right about having more time to try and get to the badger. Unfortunately, she wasn't right about anything else. <laughs>